Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi there. I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammates Kayleen Holden and Aliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today's episode will examine what business casual for women at work really means. And we'll even hear from an expert on this topic, Abra Belke, the editor of Capitol Hill Style and the founder of 30ish. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment where we answer your career questions starting with how to play office politics well. Plus, we also share some helpful resources you won't want to miss. And now, this is The Females. Okay, so let's finally cut through this confusion and simplify a question that I think plagues all of us working women, which is, what are you actually supposed to wear when the dress code calls for business casual? I shared this tweet with you guys the other day, but it was this great tweet that this lady said where nothing brings women together quite like an unclear dress code at Jules Rules 31. Let's give her credit. <laughs> so we are not the only ones who actually have this problem as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really frustrating when what business casual is, is like always evolving. Into yes. Different things. Cause I'm sure like with like, you know, our parents' business casual is very different than what, like, current business casual is. Definitely. I guess you could say the same thing for business formal. Like, yeah. business formal at one point automatically assumed you were going to wear pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Like, you were never going to just show your bare legs. And now, of course, I'm sure in some formal workplaces, like, you can as long mm-hmm. as you're not showing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, like, a friend of mine is talking about how she went for a job interview and her mom's like, you have to wear pantyhose and she's like no like first I'm just gonna wear slacks anyway like so I feel like the standards have really changed my first interview in college I I like begged my mom to help me like get a suit mm-hmm. and I <laughs> oh my god I should wear it one day you guys will die <laughs> it's oh. this like a uh, pencil skirt that has like a thick belt on the top yes. too and like a very fitted shirt with like the big jacket like it looks like the suit <laughs> is swallowing me like I, I but I fit it you know like it wasn't like it wasn't my size it just seems so out of place for this like 21 year old going on job interviews on campus like of another time yeah mm-hmm. have you ever seen um don't tell mom the babysitters Day? yes yeah <laughs> it just reminds me of how she started to like reimagine the um kind of business but that was more like business formal I guess right but right the whole look 
or what everyone could do. Yeah, I really miss those giant belts and like also like shirts that were button up shirts that came people would just like strap on a giant belt. You know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about? Yeah. It's like sleeves, like really crisp white. <laughs> yes. There's a few accounts I follow on Instagram where it's like throwbacks to like the old like seventeen magazine. Mm-hmm. And just I know this isn't business casual, but Okay, listen. <laughs> Anyways, and it's really funny because remember there was a time where like you would wear a big shirt like that and you would mm-hmm. throw on like a tank top. So you're basically wearing like two shirts. I mean, that was like a casual look. Yeah. And so to your point, business casual, formal wear, all of this stuff does change over time. Like mm-hmm. the stuff that we were okay with wearing in 1998, we would yeah. never wear to a brunch today. You yeah, know? we were okay with wearing a dress with literal jeans under it. That was that <laughs> yeah. was thing for a bit. But yeah, like the short sleeve over the long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> oh Layering in the worst Scary. way. Scary. But Scary. It changes pretty fast. But don't worry, it'll come back. Yeah. I also think that there's just a lot of confusion over what it means because now there's also a lot more jargon around this. Mm-hmm. So it's not just business casual. I went to a holiday party and the dress code was smart casual. I'm sorry, what? Like, what? what? I don't know what that meant. Like, I'm with this person, uh, Jules Rules 31, because I'm like, I really need you to specifically tell me to either dress up or dress mm-hmm. down. Like, I don't like this in between place. Yeah. So that brings us to our segue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so add to the confusion the fact that there are several terms mm-hmm. for how you should dress at work, including smart business, business casual, business formal, street attire, and regular old casual. But what do all of these mean? That's why on today's episode, we're discussing one, what is business casual at work for women and does what you wear really matter? And two, how you can determine what to wear to your business casual work environment. So let's get into it. Business casual attire, when applied to men at work, almost exclusively translates to a nice pair of jeans, a belt, and a clean t-shirt or collared shirt, and probably a vest. (laughs) Business casual attire for women is a little tougher to navigate. For women, the options can be a little more convoluted. Business casual attire can include dresses, skirts, jeans, slacks, jumpsuits, maxi dresses, boots, heels, sneakers, the list goes on. I'm pro sneaker, by the way. I like that Mm -hmm. the sneakers made it into this list now. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Uh, I would also argue, and I I mean, I know we're talking mostly about attire, but like accessories, like women are now using really good looking like backpacks. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely more business casual if you were in a much more formal place you would probably almost always have to use a leather bag yeah and i love also that jumpsuits made it into yeah. the mix because those, that's huge yeah, yeah that is the that's question one is, item of clothing yeah i was gonna say the question is does your workplace actually see that as business casual mm-hmm. um there's these unwritten rules of what your company sees as business casual versus that company yeah yeah which like for a jumpsuit or something that's not as traditional. Right. There's levels of formality just within the jumpsuit yeah. category. <laughs> so Depending on the really cutouts. Yeah. The, <laughs> the backs. <laughs> the cinched waist. I also think guys get more of this like uniform. Like women, we don't have quite as much of a uniform. Mm-hmm. Even if you, I mean, I would say I must basically wear a business casual uniform every day. I wear some mm-hmm. version of a sneaker, a denim pant most of the time, and then mm-hmm. like a blouse. But I guess it works and it is sort of a, a formula I'm, I'm applying every day but it's different i mean the guys can literally wear the same shoes every single day i don't know why I'm, yeah i'm trying to think like why would i feel weird about wearing the same shoes every day i don't know yeah i think because it's just not a sun yeah <laughs> and you're right it's just that the rules for women seem to be a little like you wouldn't want to wear the same thing yeah. every single day probably because we have more options which mm-hmm. is like 
story of our life. We have more options, but somehow we're more confused by that. That makes more sense. Like the mm-hmm. idea of when you have more choice, you're like, well, it could be a range of stuff. So what's business? What's yeah. smart, casual? Yeah. It's like it could be anything. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's true. I would like to note that we're probably all business casual right now. But yeah. We're Except I have holes in my jeans. So I don't think that counts as business mm-hmm. casual. That's true. That's true. No, but maybe. I do think. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. This is so unprofessional. <laughs> I So that's the question is like when you're wearing denim, mm-hmm. is it business casual to right. wear it with holes in it? Yeah. Or is that considered casual? I would argue that it depends on how big the holes are. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, how many, they, I mean, now it's like are. you yeah. can get like holes that are just basically you don't have any jeans. Yeah. And like that's a lot different than having like a distressed like whatever right. you know yeah because some distressed denim that has holes in it is still considered mm-hmm. business casual i always felt like the rule was if you were wearing something more casual in your top or your pants then you could dress it up in other ways whether that be jewelry or even like maybe styling your hair a little mm-hmm. bit more i always feel like if my hair is more basic i guess aka i haven't washed it then i usually <laughs> will dress up a little bit more mm-hmm. it's all about distraction it's, it's all, all about, about where do you want to draw did you wash eye? your hair or not today <laughs> It's like uh, the mullet rule. It's yeah. Like the business in the front, party in the back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If my hair is pulled back in a bun, then I'm probably going to wear a nicer top mm-hmm. so that it doesn't actually look like I rolled out of bed, which I do <laughs> think is a really important, which we should probably talk about. Mm-hmm. Like, does it matter how you look? And I'm going to probably go with, while we would all love this world to not be reliant on how you look, mm-hmm. I'm going to guess yes. Yeah. So the short answer is yes. Others judge you by your clothing choices, whether they realize it or not, and dressing more formally at work will help your career, and this is based on research. Let's take a break to talk about something that can really help us to improve your focus and productivity. It's Acuity Scheduling, your 24-7 scheduling assistant who works behind the scenes to manage your calendar and take hours of work off your plate. How? I'm so happy you asked. Let me tell you. Stop exchanging endless emails asking what time works for you. And actually that time doesn't work for me, but how about this time? Acuity scheduling software allows you to share your real time calendar with your clients in an instant. It allows incoming clients to self book appointments, reschedule with a click and even pay online. Acuity has lots of features, but the one I want to highlight today is their customizable intake forms. Enter a meeting with all the information you need by asking customers to fill out forms prior to your booking time. Keep all the pertinent information neat, tidy, and centralized in one easy-to-find place. Acuity keeps you and your clients up-to-date and informed with text and email reminders to dramatically decrease frustrating no-shows. Give yourself a digital assistant with Acuity today. Save yourself the drudgery of having to keep up with your clients while managing your own busy schedule by using Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free. No credit card required by going to acuityscheduling.com slash females. Again, you get 45 days for free, no credit card required. All you have to do is go to acuityscheduling.com slash females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All right, now let's get back to the show. Research shows that dressing more formally helps you focus, makes you more confident, and gives you an edge when it comes to abstract, big-picture thinking. 
This is a relative effect found only to take place when you dress more formally than those around you. So this is like the dress for the job you want, not the job you have. So that's that phenomenon is real. <laughs> okay, so I'm not shocked to hear that uh, helps you focus more. When I was in college, I had a friend where anytime she really needed to like study, mm-hmm. she would take a shower, blow dry her hair, get totally ready and go to the library, <laughs> which yeah. I was like, most people at the library are like in sweatpants. I also went to University of Oregon. It was cold, but like mm-hmm. it was very unusual. But I have heard that like, you know, if you are more dressed up, you can focus. The part about this that I'm actually shocked by is the abstract big picture thinking. Yeah. I don't know because I don't know if that's related to focus or something or that's just your confidence just yeah. allows you to yeah. take just your mind. Good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's kind of the theory of like when your desk is clean, you can get more done or you're able to think about your goals because you don't have all this like chaos around you. Like physical clutter, Mm -hmm. like relates to mental clutter. Makes sense. I mean, there is definitely a correlation of like what you just said, Keeling, where if you're feeling confident, you can probably think better. But you know when your hair looks really good one day and you're like, Mm -hmm. you go in the bathroom and you're like, yes. Yeah. And you kind of just go back to work and you just... Feel a little better. We and one of the interviews and last season of the females, I interviewed Heather Monahan about confidence, and she was saying like before a big talk, she like makes sure that she gets like a blowout. She wears a certain shoe and a certain dress. So like, it's absolutely mm-hmm. again like proven that if you can feel good and feel like or at least you're not worried about what you're wearing, then I think you can also you present that as well. Mm-hmm. So yes, I guess what we're saying is it does matter what you wear. Yeah, and, and it sounds like. From what this research is saying, it's that it's an internal thing that happens just within yourself and it's how you perceive yourself with others. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like a lot to say with external perception too, where I'm sure, I mean, like, fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm sure other people (laughs) can, oh my God, like, whatever. And you could just be like not knowing what you're doing. But I also feel confident. Yeah. that's- You're like, if I look good, there's a better chance of something that mm-hmm. sounds good coming out of my yeah. mouth. <laughs> but then on the downside of that, if you're not looking great, like you could feel worse. Right. I don't know. And then externally, too. And I'm sure we all have like bias against, I mean, first impression or looks. Right. And for women, it's unfairly so, you know, oh, like, yeah. judged on how you dress and that affects it's people's It's downright cruel sometimes with yeah. women, too, because, I mean for obvious reasons, but I definitely think there, if any woman, I guess, out there has ever felt like there's a pressure on her to look good, you're not imagining it, is one, mm-hmm. what we're saying. And two, it is worth it to maybe consider investing in your wardrobe in however way, shape, or form yeah. that is because you know that it will correlate to confidence. So like, yeah. I, so it's like whatever makes you happy. Exactly. Which could be different than yeah. what the standard quote unquote Absolutely. Is. And sometimes I feel like women are like, I have a wardrobe for work and I have a mm-hmm. wardrobe for casual. And somehow I think you can be made to feel bad that you shop a lot. But I don't know. I You should not shop to the point where it like devastates your finances. But mm-hmm. I guess what we're saying is like, hey, it's okay to to also like splurge once yeah. in a while. Okay, so also I interviewed Abra Belki, creator of Capitol Hill Style, to ask her this just because I wanted to get another person's point of view on does what you wear to work matter without the research involved because I know mm-hmm. we're always pulling out research. So let's listen to what she had to say. I think we would all prefer to live and work in a world where merit and accomplishment was the sole metric for whether we advance. But we don't. 
human beings are tribal, we're visual, and we're constantly looking for clues that you fit in. And so the first role that clothing plays in your work is showing your boss, showing your peers and your colleagues that you're part of the team, that you look and dress in a way that fits the company culture. But it also plays even more important roles. When I'm with a client, how I'm dressed as an attorney can put them at ease. It can make them feel like I am to be respected. It can project professionalism and competence. And that's very important. And when I'm out working in politics in a cattle sale barn in eastern Montana, I can't wear a business suit. I need to wear cowboy boots and jeans and a quarter zip with the logo of Carhartt or John Deere on it because I need to fit in. I can't stand out in a bad way. And so what clothes do is they give you the ability to send a nonverbal signal that you belong, that you get it, and that you are trying to stand out in the best possible manner. Yeah, I never heard it described like that, but that's a really good description of why what you wear does matter. And I agree with you, even though we would love to live in this world where it's like, no, everybody's, you know, blind to to noticing if you're wearing, you know, as you said, like cowboy boots where you should be or cowboy boots in a place where it's like, well, that doesn't really fit in here. No. <laughs> and I think one of my readers years ago put it perfectly. I have a group of readers who they don't want to think their appearance. They come to my blog because they want someone to say to them, wear this to work and never think about their attire again. And one of my readers wrote a comment. She said, I am a government scientist and I would love to believe that I was going to succeed solely based on my innovation and my intellectualism, but I don't because all of my bosses are men. And so I have to do my hair and put on makeup and shave my legs and wear the right clothes. Mm -hmm. And that's not fair. But if I don't accept that that's the world I live in, I'm not going to get as far as I would if I'm just willing to play the game a little bit. So I thought that was really interesting that she had a reader who also very much recognized this, recognizing like, hey, I'd love to just have someone tell me what to wear every day or not have to think about it. But ultimately, it is part of my overall professional brand or identity or I don't identity is not the right word but you know making as she said like dressing in a polished way helps her actually do her work because she's not standing out in a in a mm-hmm. negative way especially yeah. since she's already a woman working in a male-dominated workplace yeah yeah just about being realistic even if it is I mean unfair I think that like we talked about the standards are so different but at the same time it's like you can't be blind to like what your workplace is or you know what the level of formality Mm -hmm. um is at your workplace it's like yeah you it is good to like blend in yeah like that's just psychologically like people will accept you more and you will probably get more advancement as like a result right i know i think sometimes we think of blending in as sometimes a negative but Mm -hmm. it's also i keep kind of going back to this like yes but at the end of the day people are going to focus on hopefully the parts of your work that are more important than you standing out, like them being distracted by what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's ideally what we're trying to say is like, and we're going to get into exactly what we mean by what you can wear with business casual, but ultimately the best rules of work and what to wear to work are like, wear the thing that helps you be part of the culture, not stand out in a way where they are more focused on what you're wearing and less about what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you have to compromise so much of your own like personality or identity. It's just finding what your preference is within like pick and uh, choose yeah Mm -hmm. within a group Mm -hmm. 
All right, so after this quick break, we'll go over three tips for determining what to wear in your business casual work environment. Plus, we'll give you some examples of outfits and brands you can count on. When you're dressing for work, you want to make sure you're putting your best face forward. With Beauty Counter, you literally can do just that. Not only does Beauty Counter center their mission around creating and producing products with a rigorous ingredient selection process, they actually make amazing skincare products that really work. Their mission is to get safer products into the hands of everyone because they believe that beauty should be good for you. That means they have listed over 1,800 questionable ingredients on their never list, including formaldehyde and parabens. You do not want those on your skin. Beauty Counter makes everything clean, from moisturizers to makeup and cleansers to even sunscreen. I personally love their color intense lipstick. Since I'm admittedly not a quote unquote bold lip kind of gal, I really love it in Backstage, which is a light beige pink. It's perfect for a casual day at work, and I keep it in my desk so I have it at any time I need it. So here's the deal. For a limited time, new customers get 10% off your first purchase of $100 or more at beautycounter.com with promo code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S. That's 10% off your entire order of $100 or more at beautycounter.com, but only if you use the promo code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, to get 10% off. Restrictions apply. And now let's get back to the show. We've got three tips to help you determine what to wear to your business casual work environment. Our first tip is this. Know your office and the people working in it. Look around at how other people dress. Aim to dress nicely, but you don't need to wear a formal business suit when everyone else is in jeans and a sweater. On the other hand, you want to look presentable. You know, clean clothes, no stains. For more on this, we spoke to Aubra Belke again. So if you work somewhere where they don't have any guidelines and most people do wear jeans, you know, most days of the week, I I think what is frustrating is sort of like if there is no dress code and everybody's wearing jeans, what's a really good business casual outfit that checks all the boxes? I, I think part of the confusion around what is business casual is that it feels like there are no rules, but really, as you and I know, the rules are just unwritten and unspoken. So what should you actually wear? The unfairness of unspoken rules is one of history's great tyrannies. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to your attire, the easiest way to figure out what the unsaid rule is, is to look at your boss. Mm-hmm. Look at your direct supervisor, look at your direct supervisor's boss and see what they're wearing. My husband works in the tech industry and pretty much all of his bosses will be wearing jeans and a company quarter zip or they'll be wearing jeans, a button-up shirt, and a blazer. And so he has developed a uniform of jeans, a button-up shirt, and a blazer. In my work, it varies based on where I'm going, and I've learned that over time. But my go-to business casual outfit is a pair of nice-fitting denim, a pair of Rothy's flats, or a nice leather flat, depending on where you work, a good quality blouse, usually in a color or a print or a stripe, and a relaxed blazer, something with a popped collar, something with a cool detail, something that's, you know, oversized, because it always looks professional. You're always wearing a jacket. But in some places, that would be considered job interview attire. 
the only way to know what your unspoken dress code is, is just to look at your boss and mm-hmm. say, if that's how he dresses, that's probably how he would prefer all of us to dress or how she would prefer all of us to dress. Right. But then you get to the summertime. I mean, and you live in Los Angeles. I live in Washington state. I used to work in Washington, DC. It's not cold enough right. for jeans. And so in the summertime, my go-to outfit is just a short sleeve Jersey wrap dress and a pair of good quality sandals, it looks significantly dressier than it really is. And there's nothing more comfortable than a Jersey wrap dress in the summer. I like this tip that she gave one because it was specific, but also we didn't really talk about the difference in business casual from West Coast to East Coast. Mm -hmm. And, you know, her example of like seasonal. Yeah, seasonal. Before we move on, what is a quarter zip? She said that twice, and I was like, "Yeah, totally." What? I think those are those like vests that the guys will wear, where they're like, "No, oh, it's the the sweater." (laughs) Oh, I know what it is. It's like those those like collared tops. They'll they'll usually be like Nike or something, and they'll zip down to here. Yeah, I was thinking that too, like a a sweater. Okay. Oh, I think I. And when we say here, because you guys can't see us, we're like pointing to what's the spread of your body, like Like your sternum. (laughs) No, that sternum's higher. Okay, right we, below. We just made it more confusing. For right everyone. below your sternum, <laughs> right around your bibs. Okay, <laughs> if you've ever watched a like an episode of Silicon Valley on HBO, I feel like they make fun of this a lot. Okay. It's yeah. my mind immediately went to tech. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I guess she was just explaining also, that because her mm-hmm. husband works in tech. I think if you worked in finance, there's probably maybe a little bit more dressed up, but I mean, they're probably wearing suits most of the time. Yeah. Besides her tips about seasonal, which are important because. She's right. Like there are certain cities where wearing a blazer and jeans to work in the summertime would be, well, maybe business casual, you'd be sweating. You'd be mm-hmm. so hot. You would be. And another thing we didn't really chat about is like taking into account commutes. So I know if you live in New York City in the summer and you're commuting, you definitely don't want to be wearing jeans and a blazer. Or sandals. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't play it, but she and I did talk about like, I was like, what about showing your toes at work? I personally just feel like we should default to no toes at work. Mm-hmm. I know some places are so casual that you could wear flip flops. I'm just sort of it I'm feels just a little of, naked. <laughs> just I feel like it's fine until the person with gross toes comes yeah. in. Yeah, and, starts and they ruin it for everybody. Yes. And then you have to make a company policy. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And she also mentions like you know there is a difference between flip flops and nice sandals. Mm-hmm. We're big fans of Rothy's, the Rothy shoes that you can they're machine washable, which is also really great. The other thing that she mentioned was maybe people should go back to having dress codes like maybe this yeah like or as she pointed out like maybe it's just good to tell people what they can't wear because otherwise as you just said Ali, like someone will come in with flip-flops and then Mm -hmm. you have to make the roll so then it's really obvious and a little awkward yeah I think also it's hard when you're starting at a new company and so if you had a somewhat of a guideline like it's just easier for you yeah like I don't know, mold your new wardrobe if that's what you need. Yeah. But I think also when you go into a job interview and if you're able to tour the office, that's a great time to sort of look around and just like make a mental clock like what everyone around Or ask. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I was a recruiter and I think people always think like you can't ask certain questions like that before your job or something. But it's totally okay to ask the recruiter or the hiring manager before your first day, hey, do you guys have dress codes? Is there mm-hmm. any, if you know it's a casual environment, like are there any things that you guys make sure like are not allowed to be worn at work? Obviously this usually comes down to probably your best judgment, but I also think it's okay to ask. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That kind of relates to our second tip, which is when in doubt, dress up 
especially for interviews. So this is like, I feel like a safe bet. I think if you've ever been to an event or anything where you've dressed down, you you feel it heavily. Yeah. So I think when you're in an interview, I feel like even if you know it's a more casual company, it's still nice to dress up and be just a little more presentable. And again, it's like that external appearance thing where- I think it depends on the role too. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I was a tech recruiter, when I went in for my interview, I wore a suit because recruiters are very forward facing with clients, aka the candidates. If you worked in like sales, you would probably definitely dress up in a suit. The software developers that would come in would almost always be wearing jeans and like something much more casual. So there's two things. It's like when in doubt, dress up. And then also remember to take into account your role. That's okay too. Yeah. And you spoke to Abra about this, about what you should wear to your interview. So let's hear from her. So, okay, your go-to interview outfit. It depends on what I'm interviewing for. If I'm interviewing for a job as an attorney, I'm wearing a skirt suit and a pair of simple pumps, carrying a good bag. If I'm interviewing for a job in politics, I will typically wear a really structured dress and a pair of low flats. And you recommend, I mean, both of those outfits are definitely more dressed up because... Oh, yeah. Those outfits are more dressed up. I mean, if I were going to interview for a job and I knew the company culture, like, for example, if I was interviewing for a job at Facebook and I know the CEO of Facebook wears zip-up hoodies and jeans every day, I'm probably going to wear a pair of nice denim and a cool, colorful blouse and a relaxed jacket or blazer, maybe a leather jacket, maybe, you know, a double-breasted on-trend blazer. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's still, it's just like a more polished look of whatever maybe the culture is doing. Exactly. You just want to take what they're doing and find the nicest possible version of that. Yes, exactly. Okay. What's your go-to outfit ideas for, so I've got a variety of work events. The first one is client meetings, which I know you kind of talked a little bit earlier about, you know, with different clients, but you know, let's say you work in not out on a farm or, you know, agriculture or anything like that, but you work for an office, more corporate environment. What's your go-to for a client meeting? If I'm meeting with a client, depends on what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to sell something, I would probably wear a bright color, a red dress, a cobalt blue dress, because I want to stand out. I want them looking at me. I want them listening to me. But if I'm just trying to meet with a client to reassure them, I mean, in my legal practice that their case is going well and that we're working on it, then I want to just wear something fitted and structured that conveys a sort of professionalism. So you have to ask yourself what your goal for your client meeting is. Maybe it's just for your client to feel at ease that you're doing the best job for them you can, in which case you should try to mimic what you think they might be wearing. That's good. And then what about uh, public speaking or even like attending a conference? I just came back from this professional women's conference and I was thinking about that like what, you know, we all had the thought this morning, what am I going to wear? You know, so I can walk around this conference all day and be comfortable. And yet it's a professional event. You could be meeting your future employer there. You could be speaking on a panel, anything like that. Right. I am a, a big believer in like a long sleeved or three quarter sleep dress when I'm attending a conference, something like in a light fabric that I can layer. I can add a sweater if I need to, because conference facilities are always freezing cold. Yes. But I also like to be able to wear a cool flat, like maybe a leopard or, you know, just something really comfortable that's pointed toe or almond toe. But the big deal with conferences is you meet so many people, the odds that you're going to remember the people you meet 
are not especially high. And so I learned a long time ago when attending professional conferences, when I worked as a lobbyist, that the best thing I could do was try to stand out with color. And so I have a cobalt blue dress, a red dress, a not quite hot pink, but magenta dress, and a yellow dress that I will wear if I'm going to a networking event so that if I meet someone later on, they might remember me. Oh, you were the one in the pink dress. Yeah. The way to wear color correctly in a professional setting is to make sure that the outfit itself is very structured and very professional, but also a bright color. I love that. What about when you're traveling with your boss and the entire company's dress code is business casual? So, you know, you're, you've got like maybe a cross country flight or you've got a early flight with your boss and you're going to like a meeting afterwards. I mean, it's kind of that, you know, thing where if it were just you traveling, you might be wearing some, you know, athleisure, but now, now your boss is next to you. Right. So if I'm traveling with my boss and we're going to a meeting after, then obviously I need to wear meeting attire, but it's going to wrinkle. Right. And so the last thing you want is to wrinkle a suit by wearing it on a plane. And so what I'll typically do is I'll put my suit bottoms, I'll fold them up in a piece of tissue paper in my carry-on, and then I'll wear jeans, and then I'll just quickly pop into the bathroom and change into my suit bottoms. Mm, I love that. That's a really good tip because, yes, you're full of wrinkles otherwise. And it's not very comfortable to sit like that. And you can fold your blazer over your arm and keep your blazer wrinkle-free, but it's pretty tough to keep a skirt or a pair of trousers wrinkle-free when you're sitting for four hours. Yes, exactly. Those are great tips. And lastly, what about after-work events? Is there something you would keep at your desk so you can – I was joking, you know, those magazines made us think that we were going to go day to night with our <laughs> with our outfits a lot more than we probably do. But let's say you are going day to night, and what can you do to kind of – take your work business casual up a notch. So what I always tell people is at my desk, when I worked for the government, I always had a pair of good quality high heels, a blazer and a dress that could be rolled or folded so that if I had to put it in a drawer to store it, it would still be fine. And the reason was pretty simple. I worked in an office where my boss might come up to me at three o'clock and say, we have a fundraiser tonight, or I need you to go to this event for me. And so I needed a backup. Now, if I worked in a business casual environment, I'd pack a leather jacket, I'd pack a little bit more eyeliner, and I'd pack a cool pair of shoes. Because what you want is to put on something that suggests that you had time to go home and change. And so if you're wearing, you know, a t-shirt under a regular blazer and a pair of jeans, You know, grabbing a cool, not black leather jacket, like maybe a blush leather jacket or a dark green leather jacket and a pair of cool shoes, you instantly look more polished and you instantly are going to feel better about yourself. Like, oh, this is my going out attire. And that's what you want. You want to fit in. You you want to look like you could have come straight from work, but maybe you're one of those cool people who always has time to go home. (laughs) Yeah. So I just experienced this bright color thing that she talked about when I went to that conference. I wore head to toe a red suit. Not only is that a conversation starter because you literally are one of like maybe four or five people wearing color at like a conference, Mm -hmm. but also it really does help people to remember you or you definitely stand out. I didn't hear her tip before I did that, but having just experienced that, I'm 100% 
on board with this idea now of like wearing a bright color when you want to be memorable for something. Yeah, I think I was interviewing someone for our career transitions course and she mentioned the same thing where if she went to a networking event, she would wear a yellow blazer and her business card was bright yellow too. So whenever they had her business card, it's very easy to just like jog your memory and be like, it's so smart and yellow. It's really yeah. smart. <laughs> I think it also puts people at ease to talk to you if they have a conversation starter yeah. in place, which is like, oh my God, I love your suit. Right. Absolutely. And her point about what to wear for other work events like client meetings, it is easier to think about what's your goal with the client meeting? Like, actually, if you can start with what's the goal of the meeting, it might be even be easier to understand like what to wear for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think our tip was dressing up when you don't know, but she kind of said it in a way, just a more polished version. So it's not like overly formal, but just, you know, I don't know, adding that unique, like polished look. Mm hmm. Yes, absolutely. And our third and final tip is this. Stock your wardrobe with flexible options. Resist the urge to buy a new wardrobe right away. Instead, stock your closet with a few basic pieces first. And then as you're in the office and you observe how the office does, quote unquote, business casual, you can start to add to your wardrobe. So an example might be if, you know, you start with the jeans and blazer, but you recognize that like nobody in the office is wearing a blazer and actually you yeah, like what she said, mm-hmm. like maybe you're giving off like interview vibes or something. Maybe you can tone it down and not wear a blazer every day, mm-hmm. but you can wear like, I don't know, like a nice polish, since that's our <laughs> word of the day, a yeah. uh, cardigan or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say too, as far as other basics go, I mean, we already talked about Roth issues, but like I would say a really good pair of flats that you can wear and walk around easily in and be in all day. Definitely some good fitted jeans. That's a basic, a button down shirt. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be white. Maybe a button down shirt in red or yellow, <laughs> depending um, on your color. Yeah. I think for me, like a good basic is just like any sort of casual but nice looking jacket or sweater because especially for us in Los Angeles where you'll leave in the morning it could be freezing Mm -hmm. and then during the day it's like 80 degrees and then it's like 50 again right so I feel like having something that will actually just serve the function of keeping you warm but not being like a full outdoor jacket is really important I feel like with that too like a good leather jacket that can Mm -hmm. go day to night so also if you need the leather jacket in the morning while it's cold but what happens if your boss comes to you at 3 p.m. and is like I need you to go to this event with me Mm -hmm. like having that leather jacket is a good staple even if you leave it at your desk I would actually argue people should always leave like a pair of heels like and a couple like just lipstick eyeliner whatever it is you need to kind of go from that day to night look which we all know the joke like the magazines made us feel like we were going to be doing that a lot more than we actually do but yeah. when you do get asked to do it you want to be able you want like, to be I'm able- ready you pull out your closet like, why do you have that in the office yeah <laughs> yes I would definitely agree that those are some good basics to have as well mm-hmm. I also I always buy just white walking shoes like sneakers because mm-hmm. I feel like those can actually be dressed mm-hmm. up or yeah. down which is to a detriment because we're downtown and they get really dirty yeah and I always have to retire them it's funny you say that because I used to wear Converse a lot mm-hmm. those were like my go-to white sneakers but I decided those weren't polished business mm-hmm. casual so I just bought a pair from 1901 which is this brand with Nordstrom's mm-hmm that I really like. And it's so funny how it makes a difference for me to not feel like I go from feeling like I'm in middle school to feeling like I'm a polished professional. It makes a difference for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. I also like just a black jumpsuit. 
Yeah, mm. you are a queen of the jumpsuits. I love a jumpsuit. Yeah. Let's maybe share some of our favorite brands because I think the next question that comes up with it is like, okay, I ha- understand what the staples are, but where do you go and buy those? I've actually mm-hmm. had a lot of people ask me about suits. So I'll just mention my favorite places to buy quote unquote power suit. So Argent is a great place. If you, especially if you're looking for suits with bright colors, Argent, Banana Republic actually all, almost always will have a bright color suit as well as some good basics. Reese. R-E-I-S-S. Theirs are definitely more expensive, but they always are having amazing sales. And then the last place for suits that I like also is Seuss Studio. They actually sell that at Nordstrom's now too. Again, the, the last two are definitely more expensive, like their investments, but they're wool, they're fitted, they're very, I guess, structured. Actually, someone just sent me an email about this I, I meant to share. There's this company called Suitably, and they have a starter kit. So you can literally, for like 250 bucks, get your starter kit of like a suit, a pencil skirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, there are some really good options too, if you, because I think one of the staple items you should have is like actually a really well-fitted suit as well. Yeah. Okay, that's my two cents. <laughs> I don't think I could ever do the suit. Really? I don't think like ever. I feel I, like a I'm linebacker in a suit. Like it in, <laughs> and for the career transitions, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I had a jacket, a maternity jacket from Rent the Runway, mm-hmm. which is also a really good thing. If you don't yeah, want to just be like I do. buying a bunch yeah. of clothing, you can get your kind of more like zazzy items from there. But I wore it and I was on film in it. And now when I see it, I'm like, oh, I look like I'm on the 49ers. Like, I just feel <laughs> so you so should wear. This is an illustration of what your internal perception is because yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> but, but also, this is goes back to like, you should wear the things that you feel yes, good in. Yes. Like, okay, so I feel really good in a suit. You don't feel good in a suit. Yeah. So you should definitely find your staple items yeah. that, and like, I can't wear a jumpsuit to save my life. Like, it's just not for me, yeah. you know? So. Yeah, I feel like if I'm in a super corporate, like I've always had creative roles. It's always been more casual environment. So me dressing up in like a full blazer, I can do like pieces of suits and feel like, okay. Yeah. Because I'll usually dress it down. But I, yeah, I feel like I'm just a fake version of myself. <laughs> it's like, I also like Gap for, which is like same as Banana Republic, yeah. but for a little bit more basic casual stuff maybe like what you wear under a suit totally mm-hmm. there's a lot of good options everlane is really good oh yeah everlane. everlane and i also really like uniqlo for like mm-hmm. really basic stuff yeah and sometimes the uniqlo stuff is so basic that yeah. i feel like it looks more expensive than it is. yeah because it's like solid sweaters mm-hmm. yeah uh zara is also a good place for that too mm-hmm. they have good basics and also things that you can layer for your business casual look whether you're trying to look up and down you mentioned rent the runway mm-hmm. we should definitely talk about those services so rent the runway is awesome where you can rent literally a wardrobe and have it be rotating right you and you give them your preferences yeah well you don't even you can just pick whatever you want you can like build you your a whole list. catalog yeah mm-hmm. oh that's it's, awesome and then you just really easy I will say like um, my sister-in-law got it for me for Christmas for two months and you can go to Nordstrom or or WeWork also has like drop-offs and all you have to do is bring the clothes there you scan them and as soon as you scan them you can can go check for go find more stuff yeah you don't have to deal with the post office which is huge Mm -hmm. yeah I hate I mean it's really hard to go to the post office too like now I know we don't really have a local post office I know that was tragedy (laughs) but yeah yeah. The runway is uh, so yeah, they're on limited service, which is I think it's about like $150 a month, but so it isn't cheap, but you'd be surprised how much money you spend on clothing in a month. Yeah. 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 It's also very sustainable to do it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. And I was gonna mention like consignment stores, mm-hmm. and that's a great place to go and 
it's not just formal wear. It's not just casual wear. You have like a whole range of clothing you can choose from. And it is more sustainable than, you know, going, buying new stuff. And especially, I mean, again, here in LA, we have a great selection that Chris boiled with really right. nice consignment stores. But if you go to like any thrift store, yeah. you can usually find like a cool like vintage blazer. Yeah, that's true. Um, or something like that. Oh, speaking of that, Poshmark. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, next. I actually will find stuff I like and then go on Poshmark. And mm-hmm. I, can, I, I just saw a blazer I liked the other day. It was I kid you not, it was $387. I won't tell you who it was by because I think that's crazy. And I found it on Poshmark for $70. Oh. So. Always look. Always look. You can lowball them on the offer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, just to recap, you guys, our three takeaway tips are, number one, know your office and your people. Number two, when in doubt, dress up especially for interviews or if you know that this is important for the client. And number three, stock your wardrobe with flexible options. We just mentioned a ton of good ones. And next up, we're going to hear from you and solve your problems. If you're familiar with Career Contessa, you know we're huge fans of networking. And real networking in 2020 isn't limited to conferences or dedicated business meetings. Your next opportunity and connection could be around the corner at any time. One great way to make a lasting impression is to have a unique business card on hand. That's where Vistaprint comes into play. All you need to own it now is an easy-to-create business card. With Vistaprint, you can create a custom business card with the colors, fonts, and designs that truly represent you. Mine is what we call Career Contessa Blue. Also, I want to add that I'm definitely by no means a professional designer, but that didn't stop me from creating a really professional-looking card because Vistaprint makes it so, so easy. So if you're ready to create your own business card that you can hand out at any event, breakfast, lunch, networking, office, whatever it is, then you want to easily get started by doing the following steps. Number one, simply plug your information and logo into hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your style or upload your very own layout. Second, you're going to pick your desired paper, stock, style, and quantity. Three, Add your own unique touch, like a rounded corner or a unique size. And four, order and receive your cards with Vistaprint's free economy shipping. Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why our listeners will get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Just go to vistaprint.com and enter the promo code FEMALES for free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. That's code FEMALES, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, at vistaprint.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at careercontessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or leave us a voicemail at 844 844- emails. All that information is also included in the show notes. All right. So today's question came to us via email. What advice or perspective might you have on office politics and quote unquote playing the game? I think that's something that everyone can relate to. And while every workplace is different, I don't think it's a topic that is rarely, if ever discussed or addressed. I think this is actually a really good question because it is applicable to every workplace. There is a, I don't want to say playing the game per se, but I don't know. That's probably the same as saying there's office politics so tips for managing that definitely just staying away from gossip because (laughs) i know that's a hugely political thing yeah but sometimes you have to i don't know play a political 
game yeah. the office because you can't control what other people do. But so I think if you at least just have a stern, like if someone's talking about someone, whatever. You remove yourself. Remove yourself, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're coming into a new workplace, it's having a general awareness of what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially if there's cliques or, you know, groups of people that being aware of it, but maybe not engaging in it so much yeah mm-hmm. although the flip side could be said where it's like office politics sometimes it's like you the, you know should you find some people that you can confide in and like have them as like the person who amplifies your voice in the mm-hmm. meeting or like speaks up for you so i agree as long the advice that you're giving is like when it's a negative when it's yeah, yeah. When it's like any toxic yeah. behavior yeah exactly i would also say for managing office politics is managing up so recognize how does your boss like to be communicated? How does maybe their boss like to be communicated? Making sure that you are speaking up and having your voice heard, letting it be known when you've worked on a project. I mean, self-advocating for yourself is really important, I feel like, for playing the game as well. You you, you cannot, I mean, there's a whole phrase for, they call it the tiara syndrome, where you think, and this happens to women a lot, where they work really hard and they keep their head down and they think someone's going to come and put this tiara on their head and like reward them with this promotion. It doesn't work like that. So also managing up and making sure the people who have influence over your career moves know what you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And then also like, I think you mentioned it, Kayleen, but staying informed and like communicate. It's really, really important Mm -hmm. to like, I don't think people quite understand how important communication is. Even if it's just saying to the person who sends you the email, like, hey, I got your email. I'll get back to you within 24 hours. Like over communicate can help you with office politics because now people can't assume, oh, she just ignored my email Mm -hmm. or assume Mm -hmm. the worst, you know? I love over communication. Just wanted to. I know that in there. you. You are the queen of it. <laughs> yeah, and I think the last one would be for managers is learn how to make sure everyone is accountable to their role and don't play favorites. Like, make mm-hmm. sure that the rules are clear. the The structure of how you know how you guys manage your responsibilities is set up. I, I just feel like a lot of managers are so busy doing whatever their job is that they forget to manage. So just don't play favorites and make sure that everyone knows what's expected of them too. Yeah. I think we had a previous question like on an earlier episode about some like a manager calling a meeting and leaving someone out. And that could be viewed as very like a political move in an office, but it could just be. Yeah. They didn't think about it. Everybody's playing this. It's Mm -hmm. employees, managers, and then back and forth between those two groups as well. So. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. We absolutely love hearing from you all. And we also have a free downloadable worksheet called Mastering Your Personal Pitch so that while you're looking good, you can sound good too. We link to that worksheet in the show notes if you're interested in checking that out. And thank you to our expert, Aubra Belke, editor of Capitol Hill Style and the founder of 30ish. You can find more information about Aubra, including her great Instagram account in the show notes as well.